Okay, so to um, Simon Bays and Shulchan Aruch. So Simon Bays uh, is talking. The, the Simon Aleph, we learned, you know, it was a little bit of a break, but uh, Simon Aleph was all about like waking up in the morning, how to wake up, when to wake up. And Simon Bays is okay. Now that you're awake, the first thing you do is to get dressed. So Simon Bays is basically the halachas of how to get dressed. So a lot of it is tedious and uh, you know interesting, but you know we're not going to necessarily go through everything. But for tonight, we'll focus on one aspect that's talked about in the simon, which is relevant, and we're all, we all actually are doing it right now, which is wearing a yarmulke. You know, wearing a yarmulke. It's one of those sugyas that I find very interesting, because like, it's something that we do, and just sometimes that you're three years old, you know, you just you wear a yarmulke. But uh, like, why do we wear a yarmulke? And what should we be thinking like, when you put your yarmulke on? Like, what, what exactly is the yarmulke for? Like, what, what exactly is it about? So it's, um, that's what we'll learn tonight a little bit. It's interesting. Okay, so if you take a look at, um, again, Simon Bays in Shulchan Aruch, it's Sif, Sif Vav, okay? So we'll just see, it's a very simple halach in Shulchan Aruch, and then from there we'll see uh, where this is all coming from. Okay, so again, Simon Bays, Sif Vav, says in Shulchan Aruch, Asr Leilech B'Kaimah Zakufa. First, the first halach the Shulchan Aruch says, is, uh, we're not, we're not going to focus on this part, but Shulchan Aruch says, Asr Leilech B'Kaimah Zakufa. That a person is not allowed to walk around with, uh, you know, kamisakufa is like, uh, you should have a good posture, but like we're talking about like a, you know, a puffed out chest, like walking around like you own the place. That you shouldn't do, okay? And a person shouldn't walk daladamis with an uncovered head, right? So if a person's walking daladamis, eight feet, something like that, you should always, you should have a yarmulke on if you're walking like that. Okay, so that's halacha, that a person should have his head covered when he's walking around. Okay. Now, before we, you know, to, to get into it, it's like this. If you go to Simen Ches, okay, Simen Ches is where the Shulchan Aruch is talking about already when you're in shul and you're putting on your Talsin's film. Okay? There's a little bit of a, kind of a steer of a kasha that the Acharnim asked between what we just learned in Shulchan Aruch, which is that when you wake up in the morning you get dressed, you should cover your head, you should wear a yarmulke, to what it says in Simen, in, in Simen Ches. In Simen Ches, again, where it talks about wearing... Uh, a talus and tefillin and shul. So it says like this. Um, yeah, let's find where it is. Yeah, so it's simen ches if beis. Okay, again, he's talking about putting on a talus. So Shulchan Aruch says like this. Seder atifasai, the way to wrap yourself in a talus. Kederach b'nei adam, shemeskasen b'ksusan v'aisen b'melachtan. The way to wear a talus is how people... I guess in those days or whatever, that part of the world where they would wear like a, like um, you know, like some sort of shawl or whatever it is throughout the day. Sometimes the head's covered, sometimes not. So technically, says the Shulchan Aruch, when you're wearing a talis, and you find this with people when they're wearing a talis by davening, sometimes that's covered, sometimes not. It doesn't uh, be either way. But it is proper that you should, that you should cover your head with a talis. Okay, that's what the Shulchan Aruch does say. It is proper. Now, why is it proper to cover your head with a talus? So, <clears throat> if you take a look at um, oh, you don't have this. Okay, the 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 the, the, the tour where this Shulchan Aruch is coming from, the tour explains the reason why you should cover your head with a talus is in order to make sure that your head shouldn't that your head's not uncovered. And so that's what the Shulchan Aruch is saying. When you when you go to shul, you have a talus. Cover your head with a talus. That, that, that you're not going to Gilgalish with an uncovered head. So this is the question that Acharonim asked. In Simon Beis, the Shulchan Aruch said, when you wake up in the morning, you should cover your head. <clears throat> and then already in Simon Ches, says the Shulchan Aruch, no, when you go to shul, you should cover your head with a talus because otherwise your head is uncovered. I thought you were wearing a yarmulke the whole time. So this is the steer that Acharonim asked. Should you be wearing a yarmulke right away when you wake up? 
Or is it only when you're in shul and, you, uh, and you're covering your head with a talus? That's the question that Acharim asks. Okay. So to answer that question, we're going to learn tonight the Indian of the Yamaka, what's the concept of a Yamaka. There's many different Acharim, different ways to sort of go about it. Tonight we'll be focused on the Gra, how the Vilna Gaon explained the Indian, the Sugiv Chanak of, of Yamaka. And then from there we'll answer this question and we'll come up with some, uh, some kulas and chumras at the same time. That's what we'll do. Okay, so to take a step back before we, you know, forget about what it says in Shulchan what we just learned, to sort of take a step back and to understand where, where, where is the concept of yarmulke coming from. In Chazal, what are scenarios where a person has to wear yarmulke? What are scenarios where you don't have to? Just everything. So if you take the marmokimus that you have, so it won't, we're going to go a little bit out of order. So it's like this. If you go to marmokim number six, Okay, so Marmokam 6 and 7 are the only two places in, in, in Chazal where it's clear that there's an obligation to cover your head. So if you take a look at number 6, so it's a Gemara in Kedushin. The Gemara says in Kedushin, Daflam and Aleph, a story. Ravina Havi Yosef Kameid Rav Yirmiya Midifti. Ravina was sitting in front of Rav Yirmiya Midifti, okay, so he's still Marayim sitting. And a regular person was walking by these two Amarayim. And this person walking by was not covering his head. He wasn't wearing yarmulke. Amar, and so Ravina said about this person, this guy what chutzpah this guy has, that he's walking in front of us without wearing a yarmulke. Amar lay, and Rav Yirma Midifti said to Ravina, maybe this guy is from the city of Masa Mechasia, the Gisi Barabanan, that he's so familiar, he's so accustomed with rabbis, that he, doesn't, he lost that sort of fear that he should have. In other words, Masa Mechasi was a place that I guess there was a lot of Rabbanim living. So again, the, the, he wasn't excusing it. He was just saying, like, you know, probably he's just, uh, you know, he, he, he's sort of so used to being amongst rabbis that he lost sort of the appreciation of what uh, uh, the chashivas of a, of, a, of a Talmud Chacham is. So in other words, this Gemara Kedushin is telling us such an idea is that a person in front of a Adam Gadol, the Gemara says clearly, it's clear from this, from this story that in front of an Adam Gadol you have to cover your head. So, and it's not just like a nice thing. Ravina, Ravina, Ravidifti held like this guy's a, a mechutza for not doing so. Similarly, Marmokah number seven, this is in Meseches Kal. Meseches Kal is one of those, uh, you know, small Mesechtas that uh, aren't as famous. Meseches Kal tells us the following story. Pamachas ha'yizakenim yoyishven b'shar. There was a Misa where you had zakenim, tamidichamim, sitting by the gate of a city. Over l'fneim shnei tinaikas. And two young, uh, young people passed by them. One covered his head when he was passing by these chachamim. And one, like, it sounds like specifically uncovered his head. So Rabbi Lezer, Aymer, so I guess the chacham that were there, Rabbi Lezer was one of them. Rabbi Lezer said about the one that uncovered his head, Mamzer. <laughs> that, that, that this person must be a Mamzer. Rabbi Shua, Aymer, Rabbi Shua said, Benida, that he's not a Mamzer, but his, his mother, uh, she was a Nida when he was conceived. And that's why he uh, has such chutzpah. Rebekiv Oimer, Mamzer Ubenida. He's both. Okay, fine. There's the Gemara. So that's the Maisen Mesechus Kalavaita. You see the same idea, which is that in front of a Talmud Chacham, one has to cover his head. So this is where the Vilna Gaon begins to unravel the Sug of Yamka. First and, full, first and foremost, says the Sultan Vilna Gaon. And this is, by the way, we're not going to see the Gra inside because it's too, you know, too detailed like that. But in Simeches, that's where the Gra talks about this. So the first Klal says the Gra is that we see from this Gemara is that Al Pidin, the only situation. Where, or the situation where, where, any, where every Jew has to wear a yarmulke is when you're in front of an Adam Gadol, when you're in front of a chash of a person. That you see from the story in Kedushin and from the story in Mesech That's Aleph. Okay. Beis. 
Now, mm-hmm. there's other Gemaras where we see other scenarios where a person has to wear a yarmulke, or should wear a yarmulke. Take a look at Marmukha number one. So the Gemara says, also in Kedushan, Rav Huna braid Rav Yeshua. The Gemara says about Rav Huna, the son of Rav Yeshua, that loy miski daladamis begilurayish, that he was personally makbid never to go daladamis with his head uncovered. Omar, and he would say, uh, the divine presence is above my head, I should go uncovered like that. Okay. So says the Gro, you see from here, another idea. What we saw until now is that the average person has to wear yarmulke in front of a Tamil Chacham. What you see from this story is that a Tamil Chacham himself should always wear yarmulke. Now this idea we find also, um, if you take a look, other, other, other Gemaras that sort of say the same idea, Maramukha number three. There's also a Gemara in Kedushan. The Gemara says, Rav Kahana, Rav Kahana was a kain. So the Gemara says, Rav Kahana shakal sudra mipei pidin haben. There was a maisa where, uh, I guess, a, you know, they need, the father was doing pidin haben for his son, and Rav Kahana was the kain. So the lach is, when pidin haben, is that usually nowadays we, we do like silver coins, uh, five slime. But technically speaking, you could, you, you could give anything of value to a kain also. Uh, anything that's worth the monetary amount of five slime. So in this particular case, Rav Kahana, Shakal Sudra Mipepedi Naben. The father of the Kayin, uh, the father of the boy, gave Rav Kahana a Sudra. Sudra is like a, a shawl, a talus, or something like that, a, a head covering. Amar, Amar Lay, and Rav Kahana said, For me, this thing is, is, is Chashav. Uh, to me, it's worth hay slime, even if on the market. It's not. For me, it is. Amar Ravashi, and Ravashi explained. Now, Loi Amar Elgagayin Rav Kahana. That the, to, to be machshev, a head covering, like a yarmulke, basically, like five slayim, that's only for someone like Rav Kahana, the gava rabahu, that he's an Adam Gadol, he's a Tamil Chacham, and we boil this with duration, and he has to have a yarmulke. So for the average person who doesn't have to wear a yarmulke, so a yarmulke is not necessarily worth that much. But Rav Kahana needed it. I guess he was without a yarmulke, he needed it. So for him, it was worth five slime. So again, there's another Gemara that you see, that again, a Tamil Chacham has to wear a yarmulke at all times. Marmulke number four, also. The Gemara says a similar idea. And the Gemara in Shabbos, the Gemara over there, it's interesting, the Gemara over there is talking about different words in Hebrew or in other languages, in Aramaic also, and like to explain the, uh, the Shirish of what these words mean. So the Gemara says sudra, the word sudra, which means yamka, a head covering. The Gemara says it's coming from the following words, Sayyid Hashem Lireyev. Sayyid Hashem Lireyev, the secret of Hashem is to the ones that fear Him. Indicating, again, the same thing, that the concept of covering your head at all times, Al-Kalpanim is for Sayyid Hashem Lireyev, for, for, for an Adam Gadol, for a Chash of a person who's called a Yireyev, a, a, a God-fearing person. <clears throat> Maramak number five, again, another, another uh, example of this. A Gemara in Kedushin, Chavtes and Mebez. Mishtabach le Rav Chizda le Rav Huna. The Gemara says, I said that Rav Chizda was talking to Rav Huna, and in the conversation, Rav Chizda said to Rav Huna, Rav Hamnuna the Adam Gadol. So, again, the names are confusing, but... Rav Chizda m- mentioned in passing to Rav Huna that Rav Hamnuna is an Adam Gadol. Okay. Omer Lay, so Rav Chizda said, so, I'm uh, sorry, so Rav Huna said, okay, when this Rav Hamnuna, when, when he happens to visit you again, I'd love to meet him. They bring him to me, I'd love to meet this Adam Gadol that you claim he's an Adam Gadol. Okay, Kiasa. So Taka came, the Rav Hamnuna came to visit, and Rav Chizda brought him to Rav Huna to meet. And Kiasa, and when Rav Huna saw him, Chazi, he saw Delay Par Suja, that he wasn't wearing a yarmulke. His head was uncovered. Amr Lay, and so he said, My time of Lay Par Suja, why aren't you wearing a yarmulke? In other words, I, saw, I thought you were an Adam Gadol. And if you're a Tamil Chacham, you always have to wear a yarmulke. Amr Lay, so this is where we find a little bit of a caveat. Amr Lay, so he said, Delay Nesivna, I'm not married. I'm not married. Okay, so, so says the Grah. 
What, again, what we had, uh, number one, said the guy that we saw originally from Mark Yedushin and Mesechus Kala, that, that a person has to wear yarmulke when you're in front of a Talmud Chacham. Aleph. Bays, all these Gemaras indicate also that a Talmud Chacham himself has to wear yarmulke at all times. Now the Gra explains, this is an Akuda, that the Gra says that these are not two separate halachas that are unrelated to each other. The concept is one. The concept is if, if you're in front of, of a being that you have to be in awe of, then you have to cover your head. So for the average person, that's true when you're in front of a Talmud Chacham. I'm in front of a being that I have to be in awe of. I cover my head. A Talmud Chacham has to feel that way at all times because a Talmud Chacham has to feel that he's always in the presence of the Rabbanu Shalom. So a Talmud Chacham at all times equals an average person in front of a Talmud Chacham. Right? So an average person in front of a Talmud Chacham has to sort of feel the presence of the Talmud Chacham to cover their head. A Talmud Chacham has to feel the presence of the Rabbanu Shalom at all times and has to cover his head. That's the, um, that's the way the Gra understands this. So those are the two scenarios where according to the Gra, one has to cover one's head. Now, if you take a look at... Um, yeah, if he, What's the marriage part mean in that? Oh, so so that, that's interesting. So it, it, it's clear also, that, that's what you're just mentioning, that it's clear also that even a Talmud Chacham, right, only, I guess, I guess only uh, is obligated to sort of have that sense of Hashem's presence in front of him if he's married. Now that's an interesting Nakuda. The morale talks about mm-hmm. this in a number of places, that being married, you know, the Gemara says, for example, that, that a person that's not married uh, the Gemara says, like, Hashar Isha, someone that's not married is Hashar uh, doesn't have protection, doesn't have peace. Isn't, and the Gemara says, the language of the Hashar a person that's not married, is is not even called a full person yet. There's a certain level of shleimus, of completion, that takes place when a person is married. The morale explains that the Rabbana Shalom, the Shechina is always Shara, the Divine Presence always rests, Specifically, there, there needs a few conditions, I guess you can say, for the Divine Presence to be experienced. And Shlemus is one of them. Shlemus is one of them. So when you have a, so with, in, in, there's a person that's incomplete, so to speak, of course the Rebbe is always there. But in terms of him, you know, to say that he has, a, that he has a responsibility to sort of feel the Rebbe presence in his life to such an extent that he has to cover his head as if mamish, the Rebbe Shalom is mamish in front of him, that's only if he's in a state of shlemus personally with, uh, after being married. If he's not married, then there's something missing in his, perfe- in his personal perfection. And if there's something missing in his personal shlemus, there's going to be something missing in his ability to sort of feel and uh, recognize the presence of Hashem in his life. And Mamela, you can't say that he has to wear a yarmulke. So to wear a yarmulke at all times, again, you, you, the Moira the, Shemayim the, the, the has to be very palpable. Either mamish or Tamil is in front of you, or if a person's married and they're in Adam Gadol, so their Banishon's presence is, uh, is very palpable. This is all said by the Gra. If you take a look at Marmokka number 9, the Gra writes, this is in Simenches, the Gra says, Klal de Milsa, the Klal, from all these Gemaras that we just mentioned, is as follows. That ain't Iser Klal Baresh Megulalailam, that the, there's no Iser, you can't say that you have to wear a yarmulke, except for the following scenarios. Rak in front of an Adam Gadol, that was the stories that we had in the beginning. The Shar Hayyim Lakdashim Sha'im Vufne Hashem Tamid. Or for the whole day, for people that are in the category of Kedashim, that are always sort of see themselves standing in the presence of the Rabbanishim. So those are the two scenarios where, where one is wearing a yarmulke. Now, this has a practical ramification as well. 
and it's as follows. The, the, well, there's a number of halachas in Shulchan Aruch that talk about when a person is davening, and this is where we're going to get back, you know, reconnect to Shulchan Aruch. The halach is like this. In, um, in Simit Sadi Aleph, in Shulchan Aruch, the Gemara talks about what a person should be wearing or should not be wearing when they're davening. And the Shulchan Aruch says that, that the klal is that by Shemun a person should be dressed to the extent that they would feel comfortable in the presence of a chash of a person. So, for example, in, in the example in Shulchan Aruch is not to wear, like, not to be in like your shorts. That's the, the, the classic example in Shulchan Aruch, that if a person's wearing like basically underwear, if you're wearing uh, boxers or something, so that's inappropriate during Shemun right? Why? Because that's not something for the average person they'll be so comfortable in front of, a, of an Adam Gadol. That's the, that's the gather of the Shulchan Aruch. So it's like this. So it says the Gra like this. It says the Gra, well, so that means if, if the gather of davening, of davening is a what? Is that you have to be dressed in a way that you would be in the presence of an Adam Gadol because davening, you have to sort of, you know, at least try to uh, imagine that you're in the presence of the Rabbanu Shlalem. Well, says the Gra, that's going to be another scenario where one has to wear a yarmulke. Right? Because now you're, you're an average person. Again, the average person only has to wear a yarmulke when they're in the presence of an Adam Gadol. Well, by davening, the halach of davening is that you have to be dressed by davening as if you're standing in front of an Adam Gadol. And standing in front of an Adam Gadol demands uh, uh, wearing a yarmulke. So no, you're going to have to wear a yarmulke. So therefore, the way the Gra learns is that in Simen Ches, when the Shulchan Aruch said that when you get to Shul, you should cover your, tal- your head with a talus, what the, what the, the concept over there was is that it's talking about an average person. An average person does not have to wear a yarmulke throughout the day. And the only time he has to wear a yarmulke is when he's in the presence of an Adam Gadol. And so says the Shulchan Aruch, when you go to Davin, you have to imagine yourself as if you're in the presence of the Rabbanu the presence of an Adam Gadol. And so for you, then you have to put on a talus. So that's, the, so that's the, the, the three cases where the Gros says one has to wear a yarmulke. Aleph, again, if you're mamish in the presence of an Adam Gadol. Bez, if you're a... In Ish Kaddish, that always has to feel like they're in the presence of their banish loyal. And number three, if you're davening, and then when you're davening, you have to act as if you're in the presence of an Adam Gadol. Those are the three scenarios. And when a person's doing that, the concept of the yarmulke is not, is that that's a way of, 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 dress, of dressing modestly, and it's a way of expressing covet before whom you're standing. Right? That's the idea so far. Now, what, what does it mean in Simon Bey's? that we just learned in Simon Bey's, that it says, it's talking to everyone, that everyone, you wake up in the morning, you should cover your head. So what about that? So that's a whole different idea. If you take a look at, at uh, let's go like this. If you take a look, where is it? Oh, take a look at Marmokka number eight. Okay. Marmokka number eight is in different Gemara talking about wearing yarmulke. And this is a relatively famous story, but it's a whole different idea. Take a look at Marmokka number eight. It's the Gemara in Shabbos, Kufnun Vav and Mebez. The Gemara says like this, The image of Rav Nachman by Yitzchak, the mother of Rav Nachman by Yitzchak, when she was pregnant, Amri La Kaldoi, some stargazers, some astronomers, told her that Berich Ganvahave, that we tell from the stars that, the, that your son that you're carrying, who would eventually be Rav Nachman by Yitzchak, he has a mazel, he's going to be a ganav. So he doesn't have a, a, a God-fearing mazel. So, so the Gemara says that Nachman Ba'ezel's mother took this seriously. And she was makbid that since he was born, he should never have his head uncovered. He should always be wearing yarmulke. 
And she always reminds him, cover your head. In order that you should always be reminded of your Shemayim, of the Rabbanishim in front of you. And uh, with that, you'll daven and you'll, Bez Hashem, grow up to be an Adam Gadol. You became Rav Nachem Yitzchak. So it says the girl like this. The girl says, that, there's an, that this Gemara is introducing to us an entirely different idea of wearing a yarmulke. Until now, what we saw is that the idea of a yarmulke is, is that something that you wear uh, as a, a response because you're in a situation that demands COVID, you're in front of a chashu person or whatever, so you have to wear a certain begadim that sort of display that COVID. This Gemara is introducing to us a new idea, which is, is that besides that, there's an, there's an, there's an Eitz Ataiva, it's a good idea, and it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a beneficial idea to do something to always remind yourself of the Rabbanu Shalom. It's not a response because the Rabbanu is in front of me, but it's just something. It's like, right, it's like tying a, a red string on your finger just to remind you of something, right? So it's like setting your alarm, to, like a, an alarm to, to remind you of something. So you wear a yarmulke, like in this case, Rav Nachav Yitzchak's mother was telling him to wear a yarmulke. Why? Not because there's some special Kabbalistic uh, Indian of wearing yarmulke. That's just a, a way to keep Rav Nachav Yitzchak reminded of the fact that there's a God in heaven. And that will ultimately try to keep him on the straight path that he shouldn't become a Ganav. And so says the girl like this, everything we saw until now was all one Indian of a yarmulke, which is that you're wearing it as a response to uh, as sh- showing COVID before whom you stand. And that is only in certain situations. Again, only for Mavish in front of an Adam Gadol, you're davening, right? Or you're a big Talmud Chacham and you feel Hashem's presence. But then there's a different idea, which is that Stamazai, it's a good idea to always have something to remind you that there's a God, Right? And so the Gemara is giving us a, a good way to do that instead of, uh, you know, just uh, setting your alarm or, or tying a string around your hand. You wear a yarmulke, that's another reminder. And therefore says the girl like this, the difference is as follows. <coughs> when it says in Shulchan Aruch Simen Beis that a person right away when they wake up they should wear a yarmulke, it's, it's, for, this, it's for the reminder type of yarmulke. And, this, and, this, and when you're wearing a yarmulke just as a reminder that there's a Rabbanu Shloylam, as opposed to wearing a yarmulke as a response to the actual presence of Hashem in front of you, there are a few nafkamias. There's a few nafkamias. If you take a look at Marmokka number 10, the gro, the gro sets up what the nafkamias are. Hasam says the gro, when you're wearing a yarmulke, let's say throughout the day, right, where, for what purpose? Just simply to remind you that there's a God. So it says, number one, the akroi. You can't say that there's an obligation to wear yarmulke every single second of the day. It's, uh, you know, for, for the most part, you should wear a yarmulke to keep that reminder fresh. If your yarmulke falls off and, you know, it's not like you did an Avera if the yarmulke is off your head for a second. If you're davening, right, then every single second of davening, your head should be covered as an act of respect for the Rabbana Shalom. If you're standing in front of a Talmud Chacham, every single second, your head should be covered as an act of respect. But if it's throughout the day and your yarmulke happens to fall off, you should, you, should, you, know, you should put it back on, but it's not like, uh, you don't have to be super, super makfid as if it's during davening. It's bakroi. If it's, for the, for the most part, you're wearing a yarmulke throughout the day, that's, that's makayim, this Indian of reminding yourself of Hashem. Because again, as a reminder, it doesn't have to be every single second. There's a, there are klal, I'm reminded of Hashem's presence to the yarmulke. That's number one. Number two, umidis chasidis. It's not, it's not technically obligation. It's, it's not an obligation. It's a midas chasidus. It's highly recommended, just like by the case of Rav Nachem mother. It wasn't an obligation. She didn't have to do this. He didn't have to wear yarmulke, but it's highly recommended to keep the Rabbanu presence. 
Achiyasatev. By davening, it's not like that, right? By davening, it has to be every single second. And number two, it's an obligation, because now you're standing in the presence of Hashem. Vagam, and this is the third nafkamina, Vagam Sagi Bekoldu. The different, another difference is what size yarmulke you have to wear. By davening, or when you're in the presence of the Rabbanu Shloilam, then all the Gemaras that we saw were talking about mamish covering the head, which is considered to be mamish covering most of one's head. But when you're talking about wearing a yarmulke simply as a reminder of Hashem's presence, which is for the average person just throughout the day, then there's no obligation to cover most of your head. The obligation is to wear a, a yarmulke that's noticeable that, you, that, 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 that people can tell you're wearing a yarmulke, that you can tell you're wearing a yarmulke, but it doesn't have to cover most of the head. But by davening and so on, or by in the presence of an Adam Gadol, then it has to cover most of the head. By the way, this is the idea of where you, where you, where you well, you'll find by many people, hakpada uh, to wear a hat by davening. Like, what's the meaning of, of wearing a hat? So, it doesn't have to be a hat, it doesn't have to be a hat. But according to the Groh, according to the Groh, by davening, the, there's a chiv of to, to wear a yarmulke. Why? Because you're, you have to act as if you're standing in the presence of Hashem. And what type of yarmulke should you be wearing by davening? A yarmulke that covers most of the head. So either you get one of those like nanach yarmulkes, right? That's mamish the whole head, or you can wear a black hat and also covers most of the head. So that's the. But throughout the day, you don't have to do that. So that's the. That's one of the nafkaminas. Again, according to the Gura, not everyone agrees with this, but according to the Gura, those are the three nafkaminas between the two scenarios of wearing a yarmulke. Again, if you're wearing a yarmulke, the etzem, because it's an, as a response to the matzah of, of, of being in front of an Adam Gadol, number one, it's, it, it's constant. Throughout the entire situation of being in the presence of, of that being that you have to honor, every single second your head has to be covered. Number two, it's alpidin. It's not just a nice idea, you have to. And number three, most of the head has to be covered. If you're not in those situations, you're just wearing a yarmulke as a reminder to remind you that there's a rabbinish loyalum in the world, then, again, it, does, it doesn't have to be at literally every single second. Number two, it's only midas chasidas. And number three, it doesn't have to cover most of the head. Okay, those are the three nafkaminas that the, uh, that the Gro writes. The gamsagi bekoldu, achi Okay, that's the, and therefore, that, going back to the Shulchan Aruch, that's how the Gro answers the stira, right? So in Simon Bey's, the Shulchan Aruch is talking about to everyone, when you wake up in the morning, it says cover your head. But what type, why are you covering your head? I just woke up. The reason why I'm covering my head is to remind myself that there's a Rabbanu Shalom. Well, in that case, the only type of head covering that you need is a head covering that just is noticeable to you and to others, but doesn't have to cover most of the head. In Simen Ches, which is talking about now you're going to daven, so now you're going to stand in the presence of the Rabbanu Shalom. Over, then you, over there you need a yarmulke, not just as a reminder. You need a yarmulke as an act of cover before the Rabbanu Shalom, and over there it has to talk a cover most of the head. Yeah? It might sound a little silly, but... By davening, covering most of your head, covered, I understand. Something to remind me of the Rabbanu Shalom's presence on my body. The only place I can't see it is on top of my head. I mean, like, <laughs> that's the perfect place to pick if I'm not going to see it. And when I have my yarmulke on, I don't think about it the rest of the day until I take it off at night. It's a good, it's a good question. <laughs> it's a good question, right? No, I don't know. What's an answer? Right, 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 right. We don't notice the yarmulke; it's just, it's just there. I hear, I hear. So why, why have all the reminders? I mean, <coughs> so adds a, there's a funny lesson in the Gemara here. Boy, Rachman. It sounds like it's also like there's an Indian of Rachman that's not like you need to daven. Like, you need to daven that you should. Uh, like in this case, Rav Nachman Yitzchak had to daven that he shouldn't be a ganav. 
Right, and it's like it was a good, you know, like it should bring in Rachmanis. It should bring in Rachmanis. It should bring in Rachmanis. Like a, like a, yeah. If it's to remind other people that you're around and everybody can see it on you, and you see everybody else in the Right, but it doesn't sound like it's for other people, right? In the case of Rav Nachman Rizlik, for example, right? She, she was saying, like, cover your head. Cover your head, be conscious of the fact that your head is covered. Because he was wearing a talus, the cover is heavy. Maybe that was more of an intense... Right, but the, that's not the Grah's learning, right? The Grah's learning that when it comes to this yamaka, that's just a reminder, you don't have to cover most of it. So it's more of a subconscious thing. It's more of a... You know where you're wearing a yarmulke. The truth is, like, you know when you're not wearing a yarmulke, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like when the yarmulke falls off, then you know, right? It's like it's something that just... Right. It's a certain, it's a certain uh, you know, constant uh, in that place. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. The truth is, when it comes to wearing, wearing a hat during davening... So this is the sheet of the grub. This is why you'll find by, by some people that are, like, super makbed... To, to wear a hat by davening. I remember, like, even in Yeshiva, uh, Rosal Gepstein, the Roshiva in Sharatara, so he, he used to say, he was very, like, mockbit about this. He used to say, guys, that even, if you had an option of, of going to a minion, of davening with a minion without a hat, right? or davening by yourself with a hat, he would say, davening by yourself with a hat, because of the grub. Because it's not like a, a from kind of thing. It just it, the grow held that you, your, your whole head should be covered. Most of the head should be covered by davening because of this this Indian. Now it happens to be again tonight we were learning the, focused on the grow. The mishabura holds not like that. The mishabura holds that that final nafkamina between the full head being covered or not. The mishabura disagrees. The mishabura holds that that the only reason the mishabura, for example, in some Aleph writes, the only reason to wear a hat. Is just because, like that's uh, what people would wear in the presence of an adam gadol, and if society changes where that's not the norm anymore, you know, it's like you take, you know, you see pictures in like the fifties or forties, you know, in Manhattan, everyone's wearing, you know, that's the way it was. Nowadays, it's, it's for sure not like that. So to say that now, like that's the standard thing to wear when the presence of, uh, you know, you go see the president or something, you wear a hat. It doesn't, you know, not necessarily. But according to the Grah, that's the that's the Nikud. That's what you'll find that some people are like super makbid with wearing a hat by davening, some people are not. It boils down to this idea. Like, are you holding like the Grah? Are you gonna be try to be machmed like the Grah? That one of the differences between these types of wearing yarmulkes is most of the head being covered or not? Or do you hold that no that that's not uh, you know, e- either ya- either wearing of the yarmulke would be fine if uh, at least partially the head is covered. That's one of the one of the nafkaminas that you find between the two of them. That's the that's the side that we're learning. That's there's two different uh, concepts of wearing yamka. One is is be'etzim, is like as an act of covet before the rabbanish shloilam, and number two as a reminder. Now, but yeah. According to the grub, by davening there has to be a talus or a sutter. Doesn't that really mean like like if we wear a talus by davening like a mamish like your whole thing? Not just yeah, I mean, well, the, 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 way the, the way the Gras says it is Rav Haraish. So uh, Rav is, is Ruba Kekulai, so that would be enough. Like, like there's no... Head means... No, so head means head means the, the top part. Right, head means the top part. It doesn't mean... Yeah, yeah, it doesn't mean, doesn't mean more than that. That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, 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 that's, that's clear. There, by the way, it's, it's interesting. There are other, there are other shitas. Um, again, so let, let, let's go back. For the gra, so just to explain, coming out according to the shita of the gra, if, you if you're like a gronik, you know what I'm saying? There's a chumra that comes out of this discussion and a kula. The chumra is that by davening you have to, you have to wear a hat. <laughs> that's the chumra that comes out. The kula is that if you're not by davening, you don't have to be mad, but every single second to wear yamaka. 
That's what he says, because if, if it's just as a reminder, then okay, uh, they're a call, I'm reminded. It doesn't be mamish every single second. That's, that's a huge kula. That's a huge kula. <clears throat> now, the, now there are achrayim that disagree on both ends. Like I said, the Mishnah is more makel with wearing a hat, that you don't have to, even when you're acting, when you're doing, when you're wearing yarmulke as an act of covet, you don't have to be mocked with that your whole head is covered. Right? So, but Mitzat Sheni, the Mishnah is machmer the other way. And the Mishnah says that even if you're wearing a yarmulke as an act of reminding yourself of the Rabbanu Shalom's presence, that it should be, it should be every single second. I, again, uh, you know, yarmulke falls off, it falls off, you know what I'm saying? But, but that should be something that a person should be mocked. But I mean, that's, that's, that seems to be the Menega Olam, is like the Mishnah Baruch. That on the one hand, we try to wear yarmulke the whole day, right? Even some people wear it when, they, when, they're, when they're sleeping, not much when they're sleeping. So um, to wear yarmulke all day, and by davening, I, I would say most people probably are not super makbid that they have to have their whole or most of their head covered. So practically, halach lamaisa, we're usually assuming like the Mishnah And according to the Mishnah the difference between these two types of yarmulkes, two wearings of yarmulkes, is that again, uh, in both scenarios, you should wear it as, as, you know, the whole time. And most of the head doesn't have to be covered. The difference is, is it alpidin or is it just like a good, uh, you know, a midas chasidis, like a, a recommendation. Uh, when, wearing a yarmulke throughout the day is considered a midas chasidis. You can't say that it's halacha, you have to, but it's the minig, it's a midas chasidis, it's definitely highly recommended and the whole time. But by davening and so on, that's already it's mikra then. There's another discussion, by the way, and this is what you'll find that the chasidim have this Indian of what about when you make a bracha? When you make a bracha? Davening, you have to act as if you're standing in the presence of an Adam Gadol. So then you have to wear yamka for sure. What about when you're making a shahakal? So you ever notice, um, maybe by some chassidim, they're, let's say, wearing a regular yamka, right? Make a shahakal, they'll take their hand uh, to cover their head. It's like, what's going on over there? So that is also totally in this Indian. The question is, by when you make a bracha, do you have to also act as if you're davening right now? Do I have to act as if I'm standing in the presence of the Rabbanu when I make a shahakal, or is it only by Shemonesri? If you hold that even by brachas you have to be as if you're standing in the presence of Hashem and you hold like the grah, right? That when you're in the presence of Nadam Gadol, then most of your head has to be covered. Well, then there you go. That's why you're, that's why you're, you're extending your yarmulke with your arm, uh, sort of uh, making your head uh, mostly covered. There is also a discussion that some Achram talk about of having a double covering. It's hard to find a real makar for such an idea. But in terms of having most of the head covered, that there is legitimate places for. Happens to be, just the Grah himself held that by brachas, when you make a bracha, you do not have to act as if you're in the presence of a, of a king. So the Grah himself personally held that by a bracha, you could have a regular yarmulke and you don't have to cover most of your head. But that's where you'll find, these are the, these are the, the, the pieces in place, and so there's different minhagim. Again, it depends on different hakpadas. This is also why you'll find Again, just to explain some of the minhagim that you find, like, like you'll find by a certain Rosh Hashivas that even though they walk in the street, they'll wear a hat, right? Wherever they are, they'll just, you know, they'll be wearing a hat. Like, why? Like, you know, it, it's not like they find a hat more comfortable than other people. The reason is, from the Grah. If, according to the Grah, an Adam Gadol always has to live as if he's standing in the presence of Hashem, which demands uh, wearing, wearing, uh, wearing something that covers most of the head. So that's why, that's why you'll find, so again, these are the different manhagim that you find. Now, by the way, it's interesting is that there is a, a, a big chumrah of the Balatanya. It's a chiddush. The Balatanya writes in Shulchan Archarav, a big chiddush. He says like this. He says, 
that all of this is like, okay, fine. So let's say for the average, per- what we have so far at the end of the day is that for the average person, middle of the day, you're at work, whatever, you're not making a bracha, you're not davening, you're still wearing yarmulke. Why are you wearing yarmulke? So as a reminder that there's a rabbanish shloilam, and it's not al pi you don't have to, it's a, it's a midas chasidis, it's a nice thing, like the Gemara recommends, it's a nice recommendation, like Rav Nachman Vizlik's mother. But says the Baltani like this, Baltani says, once that becomes sort of the standard, uh, uh, standard um, you know, uh, uh, behavior that Kalah Yisrael does, then says the Baltanya, then automatically the top of your head now becomes a part of the body that's usually covered. And says the Baltanya, because of that, now halacha you have to have that covered. In other words, there's a halacha in Shachonach, there's a halacha that's called being modest, right? Sneas we usually associate with women, but it's true for men also, right? You can't, you know, if you want to just, you know, <laughs> go streaking outside, you can't do that, right? It's not, there's halacha is that any body part that's b'derach klal, society, uh, based on society, is considered to be covered, is always covered, then, that, then, then having it uncovered is considered to be immodest. Well, says the Baltanya, nope, if, the, if, if by yidin the head is covered with a yarmulke, then that part of the body is considered to be um, a covered body part. In Mamela, if it's uncovered, that's called the lack of tzniyas. So that's what the Baltanya is a big that practically speaking, one has to always wear a yarmulke, because since it was always recommended to, and that became sort of the practice, Mamela, that part of the body, is now considered to be B'darach Klal covered, and if it's uncovered, it's a lack of sneeze. That's the big no longer a practice. Huh? But then if that's no longer a common practice. So that's going to be the question. Like, do we, do we, how, um, how, 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 uh, you know, certainly by, by the Goyim the, the and so on, by the larger society, it's not uncovered. But it is by Orthodox Jews. So do we, so how, how, how splitting do we go? Do we say, well, this is a part of the body that for Orthodox Jews is considered to be a covered body part. And for Orthodox, you know, and therefore it's not. So I don't know. I don't know. It's nuanced. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's unclear. It's unclear. But that's the, that's a chiddush from the Balatanya that practically speaking, a yarmulke is recommended. No, halach obviously we'll, we're in yarmulkes. That's not, you know, that's not going to change. But it's always good to remember, like, wh- why we're doing this. So again, and, and, it's, and it's a bechilik. When you wake up in the morning, you put the yamaka on the kavanis. I'm just, I'm just reminding myself that there's a bar, that there's a bari oilam. And throughout the day, you know, you adjust it or whatever, it falls off, you put it back on. That's what you're trying to remind yourself of. When you go to shul and you're davening, right, you put the talus over your head, then already the moment that you cover your head with the talus, it's a different kavana. The kavana is, like, it's, 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 it, it could be a powerful experience because you cover your head with the talus, is that you're saying that I am standing in front of the rabbanish now that's, that's a powerful thing. That's a powerful thing. And it's a different type of Indian than the Yamaka. And so that's, uh, or let's say again, by a bracha, I don't know, whatever it is, you know, that, uh, if, you, if you cover your head, whatever the case may be, it's a different type of Indian. So again, these are the Inyanim, something we, we, we're, we get so used to. It's good once in a while to remember why we do these things. Like okay? The word I'm sorry? The word yamaka. So I think it's a derivative of Yari Malka, right? Yari Malka, the one that, uh, to, to fear the king, to fear the king. So I guess that could go both ways. If, you know, either to remind me that there's a king or it's an express, it, it's, it's, it's my expression of, uh, of Yerushalayim. That's the, um, that's the, that's the Indian, right? That's the Sugim, that's the Sugim. Okay, let's so we'll stop with this. Shkaiach. Sorry, into the Shemai, right, right, right. The fear of that. Where's the dollar? So, 